0: Hey boy, you know what I'm talking about Welcome to episode 80 of the Superhouse Podcast We have, once again, another awesome guest His name is Brian Wade And I'm just going to read off his IMDB bio here So, uh, here it goes Brian Wade is an award-winning special effects makeup artist turned character creature, designer, and sculptor with over 37 years of experience designing and creating characters and creatures for film and television. His film and television work includes Stranger Things, Batman vs Superman, Daredevil on Netflix, Code Black, Grimm, Hell Caesar, Ender's Game, Resident Evil Afterlife, Van Helsing, Blade, The Blob, Stuart Little, The Terminator, and John Carpenter's The Thing. He has also co-created and co-sculpted several large-scale video game characters for Riot Games, Red 5 Studios, and Blizzard Entertainment. Having worked with and apprenticed under industry legends such as Rick Baker, Stan Winston, Rob Bottin, and Greg Canham. With over 120 credits in some of the greatest film and TV projects of nearly four decades, Brian has solidified himself as a true industry legend. So without further ado, let's get right to the interview. Thanks for coming on. This is really cool to finally get this going. It's been a long time coming, I think. No, <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> yeah, been great. Thanks so, for having me.
0: So if we could just get right to it, um, could you just, for the listener, tell us your name and, and what do you do? Uh, my name is Brian Wade, and
1: I'm a sculptor for the motion picture, television, and video game and toy industry. So a lot of character and creature design work within that realm uh, but primarily it's a sculptor and it that position usually entails coming in on a project and there may be existing designs or sketches or a brief of what's needed and have to uh, create something either one-to-one scale or whatever is needed, whether it's a the humanoid or creature or alien or or cartoon character or whatever the case may be, and sometimes that asset is is turned into a creature suit or a makeup or uh, a collectible toy or a model for cyber scan that they digitize and then animate. So it's kind of it's a it's a cool. Uh, job in the respect that you know you get to work in a lot of different uh, venues or realms, you know, of uh, the entertainment industry. Uh, so I, it's a it's a you know, pretty creative, pretty creative gig. You know.
0: how long you been doing this now? Uh, <laughs> probably longer than you've been alive.
1: Uh, Thirty-seven years.
0: Okay. Yeah, that is longer than I've been on uh, live, actually. Last month, yeah. Oh, shit, great. <laughs>
1: Since you were negative. Uh, <laughs> negative
0: three. Wow. No, negative four, actually. Negative 40. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Damn.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. And uh, thanks for the great interview.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding you. And you are a native Angelino? Uh,
1: third generation lit native Los Angelino.
0: Yeah. Do yeah. you know what the original person in your family? This is a, this is a really off the cuff question. Sure. The very, the first person in your family that moved to California, why did they move here?
1: Couldn't tell you that. That's a good question. Well, that would have been my grandparents. So oh, I know my uh, grandfather on my mother's side. Did some I'm probably not going to get this right but some kind of work for the I don't know if it was the Hoover Dam helping build Hoover Dam not physically helping build Mm. but I think he was more in the officiating end of that and uh, my grandparents had two daughters my mom and my aunt my mom Started out uh, when I was young, also in the entertainment industry, working for uh, some a big talent agency called ICM, which is now called CMA, and she also worked on some productions. And through through that, I was exposed to like being on the lot and stuff like that. Was just a kid, it's like a dream come true, you know. You can walk around, and see sets, and all of the cool things there. And and I remember one project she was on and it was some kind of i don't know if it was comedy or fantasy but it was it seemed like a fantasy kind of thing where it was some kind of weird race in the desert and they had all these kind of cool cars and they had like miniatures built death of, race 5, no it was prior to that yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah. realized while i was I saying it, it i'm like oh that sounds like death race Three thousand. 3, yeah but uh no it was some other thing and they were more like uh, customized dune buggies. I don't think it was oh. the whole uh, George Barris, full-on you know, alligator car with her bull horns on the car. But uh, I just remember digging all that stuff. You know, when you're a kid, it's uh, it's all like cool magic. You know, right? Uh, so I, did, I, you know, that that just kind of fueled my imagination more than anything else. It didn't really. Uh, I think I was too young to have any thoughts of like. I mean, I was really young, so to me it was just all, wow, you know. But I uh, uh, have, have to say that my mom was an avid film goer, and she loved, you know, science fiction, horror, and fantasy films. And so through going to a lot of movies with her, I think that kind of planted the seed of, of my interest in uh, seeing all that stuff and, and, and uh, being exposed to it. And, and I think from there, that planted the seeds. And I always drew and painted and sculpted. So, you know, uh, at a certain point, I, I was looking for a direction. Mm-hmm. I was in junior high school. And I remember uh, my mom came home one day, and she was, like, just beat from work. And uh, she passed my doorway, and I could see, you know, she was kind of like... Slump shouldered, and I'm like, Oh, hey, how was your day? And she's like, Oh, you know, I'm like, you don't look too happy. And she's like, Just promise me one thing if you, you know, if you choose a job to something that you love. Oh. And I'm like, Wow, You don't, you know, I was really young. And I was like, You don't love your job? And uh, she's like, No. And I'm like, Well, why do you do it? You know, when you're that young, <laughs> yeah, 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 why do it? Well, son, let me tell you. <laughs> You know, sometimes you get a job and then you got to, you know, stay there because, you you know, you need to keep paying. And it just that really kind of affected me and as like really good advice, you know. And I think within the week I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was like, all right, let me, I better figure out what I want to do. <laughs> you know? right. And I wrote a list and the list was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like all, you know, like maybe one kid. Would choose like I would just like choose, chose all the things that were like my favorite things, you know. Right. And you know, a typical kid kid would have wrote down like astronaut or baseball player or right. you know. So I just chose my quirky things, you know, like magician and you know, <laughs> special effects makeup and you know. Right. You know? So, uh, and then I just wrote a list of pros and cons for for the different job titles that that I thought might be something I would be interested in. It was kind of an overly simplistic way to go about it. It was very naive, but also kind of, in a way, logical, you know? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, it's naive in that you don't know how life is, and you don't know how any of these jobs work. Right, right, right. (laughs) You know, you just uh you know he might I might as well wrote down I want to be an astronaut or whatever you know uh so it's just out of enthusiasm for for my interests, and I thought like all right let me just things I really like (laughs) you know and uh special effects makeup had nothing but pluses and from my whatever seven-year-old perspective (laughs) or (laughs) and uh I just got very single-minded about it and i by then I was already reading Famous Monsters of Filmland and they had a magazine called Starlog back then and uh, Cin- uh, Cinemagic and there were a couple other ones, but... And to me it was all about just gathering as much information. It was fascinating. It's still fascinating to me, although most of the magazine seemed to cover primarily digital stuff. But uh, I still love it. You know, it's still all magic to me. And if I'm in the studio, i'll go over to somebody like what are you doing what's that material why do you use that and what does that do and you know once in a while they'll they'll say something or show me something i'll be like dude that's cool you know it's still i live for that i love all that you know or you or you spitball with somebody you come up with an idea and and you get the okie doke to pull the trigger on it and do it you know cool you know sometimes you shoot for the moon and the stars and they you got to get reined back a little bit, but you're a little bit further, further along than you might have been. You know, right. I've been fortunate in that a lot, a lot of really talented people in positions uh, that have been able to hire me. Um, sometimes they're very good about giving a little bit of freedom, and sometimes that, you know, it needs to be steered. Other times, it just they let you run with it. But either, any way you slice it, you, whether it's just copying the design, you try to do exactly what, what's on the paper, or, or if they want to bring a little something extra to it, you know, I, I love it all, so I have no complaints. You know, if you're fortunate enough to, to, to work with a team that still loves this stuff and has their head on their shoulders, right, and you can... It just makes for a great day you're with a great bunch of people you know once in a while you might you know uh butt heads with somebody who's not like-minded you know but right. you know, just try to keep your eye on the ball and make monsters and creatures you know <laughs> yeah. that's what yeah. we're here to do you know forget <laughs> all that other stuff you know right. <laughs> keep it simple and happy but uh yeah i mean it's really not on a bad day I always tell myself you you know you're doing your little kid dream come true right you know go try to knock it out of the park you know it's a great job and wouldn't have any other way you get to work with amazing wonderful kind-hearted talented people finding people you know people who who are specialists in their own little realms you know and they're they've been doing that thing for you know 10, 15, 20 years, and you know, they know what they're doing, you can let them go, and, right. and they'll, they'll deliver, you know, it, it's uh, it, I like the challenge of the creative end of it I've, I've worked, you know, when I had to start out, there were a lot of uh, there's a lot of positions that are they're all they're all creative in their own way, they all take a certain amount a certain amount of experience, and And uh, clever mindedness, you know, because you're problem solving all the time. Uh, I always have a lot of respect for anybody who's good at their thing, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, you know. Right. But uh, it it can be a challenge, but it's always a good challenge. It's your, 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 everybody's on the same page generally, Mm -hmm. you know, If, if, if your team's on the same page and your team is, like minded wonderful things are going to happen you know and uh, but it can be a little challenging but like I said it's a good challenge you know and if it wasn't a challenge it wouldn't be interesting right <laughs> right you know there's n- no greater pleasure than navigating the direction of of something and coming you know and at the end of the day you have to get the job done right get it done in a timely manner you know, have, have the boss and the powers that be sign off on it, and you've done your job, you know. Right? So it, it's great. You know, it's anything. Like I said, it's anything from to- toys to to collectible figures to video game displays to makeup effects to. creature design to specialty costumes you know i don't know one job that lets you do all that you know (laughs) (laughs) to make a superhero one day and an animated character the next day right 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 and a collectible figure for some fan of whatever that is you know with uh or or your own thing that people want to get from you know online from you or or i don't know it's really job or makeup or disguise or a likeness or an old age or you know next thing you know you're doing this makeup on somebody
0: like oh my god that's cool (laughs) i'm a fan of that guy you know
1: so it's it's a groovy thing
0: you had special effects makeup artists on your list when you were seven uh I'd have to ask my mom when we had that <laughs> conversation, but probably, okay.
1: or, I, you know, I, I think it probably, to be honest, it was probably more like, in, when I was a little kid, when I didn't really know there were kind of like sub-genres to it all, uh-huh. in my mind, it was just all special effects, uh-huh. you know, I didn't know it broke down, so I knew there were different aspects, Yeah, like, you know, this, uh, in-camera effects, and then matte paintings, and, Miniatures and right. pyrotechnics and model makers and prop makers and right. then makeup effects and creature effects and you know so uh, it was, I just found myself kind of starting to gravitate towards makeup and creature effects because it was something that emoted and it was a character that was brought to life. Excuse me and uh, and then uh, you know when you look into all these and you learn different who different artists are and for me i noticed i was gravitating a lot towards uh, uh, right, right away actually to to rick baker's stuff and he was okay. he was young at the time and as was i but i just noticed like oh there, that's that guy rick baker and you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh he's, so he's great and uh, so he was a kind of a early kind of idol in a way you know some some like maybe another kid might be a baseball fan and have a, a you know a baseball player who was his uh-huh. kind of idol so he he wasn't the one who inspired me when i was young and uh, so it, it just kind of was like a bar like stuff can be that good
0: you know but so so how did you how did you come to know who rick baker was it was a special on tv or what uh,
1: no, they didn't have TV when I was a kid. No. <laughs> Just the cinema since when you were negative four years old. Wow! Um, no, it was through a magazine called Famous Monsters, Oh, okay. and gotcha. also Startlog. So the, but for the youngins, uh-huh. <laughs> those that was were the internet before those, the internet. Yeah, <laughs> those were where you went to to learn about creatures and monsters and monster movies and and that whole creature kid culture you know mm-hmm. and, uh, masks and and uh, all, the, all the good stuff learn who did what and uh, listen to corny puns from 40 ackerman and <laughs> 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 but uh yeah it was through 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 famous monsters and starlog and i was fortunate enough when i was In junior high school to have a buddy who happened to see some guys making masks in their garage and that turned out to be a gentleman by the name of Kenny Myers with his uh assistant Eric Jensen and I befriend they were kind enough to give me the time of day and I I met with them and I brought a bunch of my drawings over and I just would go by there every day after school and go hang out and they were cruel enough to kind of start showing me stuff and i was more than glad to help you know and uh, it it, it, we did it like that for a while and then by the time i graduated high school you know they had like offered me a paying job and that was my first paying gig which was a film called galaxy of terror you know i also did a sculpt of the piranha for piranha 2 with them (laughs) and uh from the, there, uh, Eric Jensen let me know about a couple opportunities, and one of which happened to be a remake of uh, the thing done by John Carpenter, uh, headed up by Rob Boutine, who's an industry legend, and that seemed like a really good opportunity. Uh, so I jumped on that, and it just kind of all snowballed from there. You know, it was a really great opportunity to work on a great film that had really pushed the boundaries of. Of of exploration of a lot of techniques and uh, it it was a really good opportunity to learn from top-notch people and it just seemed like from there you know one person you met got another job and they'd call you and just kind of been like that for the last 37 years just a phone ring and somebody needs something (laughs) 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 what do you need?
0: So your first, your first actual gig was Galaxy of Terror. Gal- Galaxy of Terror. Could you just briefly go over your experience with that?
1: Yeah, um, uh, that was shot down in uh, Venice Beach at Cormant Studios, and uh, uh, we worked down there, and, and it was just kind of like a training camp for learning everything, and there were a lot of people uh, just kind of winging stuff, but there were also some people who really knew what the hell they were doing. And uh, uh, it was actually for for the nerds out there <laughs> who, who would know who any of these people are, but because is, this is, a, we say that, you know, uh, this is kind of like our own little nerd bubble special effects makeup and uh-huh. creatures and stuff, you know, where some... Some people are into baseball and some people are into motocross. Right. right, right, right. It's all little, you know, they have their little cultures and their fan base and their, their players. And, you know, so it's just another thing like that. But, and uh, so if you don't know that, this, you won't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, it was also the first time I worked with a gentleman by the name of Alec Gillis. We were wealthy young men there. And Alec's one of, Alec, along with Tom Woodruff, head up ADI, And Alec was a great guy. And that was a really nice. Meeting, meeting somebody like him at that point in my career. And uh, uh, it was cool there. I mean, they were cluing stuff together from leftover styrofoam containers from McDonald's, you know, to glue to the walls of the spaceships and spray them, <laughs> face spray paint them. But they also did some really neat stuff, you know. It was good, good at kind of film school, you know.
0: And then, you worked on Piranha, and then right Piranha, after that was Piranha the, Two. Piranha Two, and then and then the Thing. Right after that, I believe so. So we talked about this off air, but you were actually called to work on that and Return of the Jedi at the same time, and you had to choose one. Correct. Why did you choose the Thing over Return of the Jedi? It's a hell of a decision to make. Yeah, it
1: was. It was. It was like,
0: oh shit, work on a
1: Star Wars movie. So. I did the pluses and minuses thing, like where did the like pros were and cons? Same thing. That's okay, nice. Okay. That's good. Return of the Jedi, Star Wars film, plus plus plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, creatures on Star Wars film plus. You know, what ILM plus plus. You know, all that stuff, Creature Shop, and then the minus. What? Well, the only thing, the only minus was that in even in my little kid brain, I was like, eh, you know, that that. Stuff's fun, but it's not like hardcore. It's uh, it's a little bit kind of puppety. Uh-huh. I mean, all those stop motion stuff was yeah, amazing, yeah, 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 and the and the stuff Rick Baker did was awesome, right? Um, but just kind of generally speaking, they had kind of a different vibe with their creature stuff. Uh-huh. And then the thing I knew that was going to be done by Rob Bottin, and that was hardcore. Okay, he had done the howling, and that was like, no, that's the that that's what you want to do that right. kind of stuff I've learned from guys like that you know so that that was the, that was the you know and so sort of the the thing it was like alright John Carpenter it's with Rob Routine and he worked for Rick Baker you know he was his protege and you know and, and he was cool you know he did all this cool stuff and it's that's m- hardcore makeup effects and mm-hmm. creature effects so it seemed like the smart smart way to go at the time and, and I don't regret it you know?
0: Right, right, yeah, definitely. I think that was probably more of a uh, of a gamble, actually, because I mean, I know John Carpenter and Botine were working on that, but Star Wars was like oh, really established. Yeah, that's a sure thing, <laughs> yeah, very sure thing. Yeah, you're not.
1: It's not. It's, not, it's a win-win. <laughs> you know, yeah, either yeah, way, yeah. if you think about it, anybody who worked on Return of the Jedi, that's an awesome thing,
0: you right?
1: You can't can't really lose.
0: And you mentioned before that you, so you mentioned before that you basically worked a shitload on the thing. You pitched, do you feel like you, it was well, like around all the did. clock, seven days a week. We all did, yeah. And do you feel like you really leveled up at that time, you, you 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 earned your stripes, you put through the fire in some way as a makeup artist?
1: Well, I mean, I always feel feel like you're trying to earn your stripes. Uh but it was definitely a leveling up that that would, you know, when you work with people who are well-known or well-respected by all in their specific department and you get to kind of float around and work with, you know, somebody in this department for three months and somebody in this department for three months or, and just bounce around like that, it's the best, you know. if you could equate it to whatever your interests are in life and just working for, you know, super talented people in all aspects of of whatever that endeavor is. So, yeah, it was, you know, when I was a young kid, I I remember thinking, like, oh, my, you know, pinch me. It couldn't get any better. It can't get any better. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know? So, yeah, it it was a great, great opportunity that I'll I'll be uh, forever... Grateful for to to Rob Dean for for allowing me on the show and for Eric Jensen for put, uh, putting a good word in for me, and for everybody that 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 was kind enough to show you know, teach me and share the you know the wealth of their knowledge It was really good. What'd you do on the thing specifically? You were a sculptor. Oh no, I was I was every you know a little bit of everything. Okay, you know, so anything from sculpting to mold making to painting to casting to wrangling stuff on set you know or bu- building gags that that was great you know I mean it seemed like back then and certainly it still goes on now but uh, I I, I'm, I don't want to say pigeonholed but you can get pigeonholed but <laughs> it, I, it's like what do you call it uh, velvet cufflinks you know uh-huh. right, <laughs> or right, velvet right. Uh, 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 handcuffs but uh uh, you had to do a little bit of everything so uh you know from it I, there were there were times when rob would would come by and say look uh, we need to do this one gag i'm gonna give it to you to do if you do a good job we will give you another piece of the gag or another sequence and so you know make you work really hard and do a cool thing you get to do the next thing and some of the best times of my life. It's great. You know, and plus, you're younger, you have lots of energy, you can work <laughs> two or three days with no sleep, you know, <laughs> or, or 14 months with no days off. Jesus. So it was great.
0: How long did you take a break after that, if any? Uh, Hopefully at least a month.
1: I couldn't really say it so long ago, but uh, I, I, I'm good. It's like a week or two, normally.
0: After 14 months? Yeah, I just no get break? Restless yeah
1: <laughs> but it wasn't horrible I mean yeah, we yeah, all got yeah. long grade it was like a big family you know I'm still friends with a lot of, a lot of people from that you know we will have will always have a bond as a result of that you know kind you know for some people they go to the army and they make their army buddies mm-hmm. you know could you spend time together right so that was my boot camp my hardcore boot camp.
0: Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah,
1: and and what's nice is you can draw upon that. You can, you know, every once in a while, or it seems to happen no matter what at any age, but you have to be able to flick the switch and kind of go in hardcore mode again, hardcore mode, you know, I call it sculpting monk mode, where (laughs) it's just like, all right, just flip the switch, and it's all about eat, sleep, sculpt, repeat, and and hopefully sneak the eat part in there and maybe the sleep part <laughs> when you just, you know, you're, you go back to being a machine again, you know. And it's what it is. But, At
0: but, what point did you decide, I want to go mainly into sculpting?
1: Um, you know, to be honest, I think I think it was decided for me. If, if, or You know, I, I think I've tried to analyze that a little bit and I don't know, then I, I, I like the sculpting aspect of it. I always did. Mm-hmm. I like that it's something that directly translates to, it. it it's it, you get out of it what you put into it. Right. Uh, if you put more into it, it's just gonna get better. You know, uh, you know there's a time and a place for everything. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just going to you got a day to knock it out you knock it out in a day, job well done. <laughs> on right, By right, that, right. uh, And it's something that you, if they don't cut it, you see it on the screen. You know? Right. You know. In
0: it, the whole world at this point. There could be movies. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of jobs in the film industry and there's a lot of people on the credits, but not everybody can point to something. Oh, I did that. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of different departments that can, but it's kind of nice to you know, for coming from being a kid uh-huh, <laughs> who right. watched this stuff, to like, oh, you know, I still remember the first time seeing something of mine on the screen or oh. seeing my name in the credits. What was that? Uh, Galaxy of Terror. That was the first film I worked on. But it's just, it—it's not like a pat yourself on the back kind of thing. More, it's like the It the it brings the little kid in you uh-huh. joy. Like right. you know, a, a certain measure of like little kid happiness, right? You know, and I, and I try not to be jaded about it. You know, anything can happen.
0: So you, first time you saw your work on screen was Galaxy of Terror, mm. and you felt like you felt well, like a kid again.
1: Well, no, I mean I was a kid, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean what a younger, I'm saying is much younger kid. I'm saying is is uh, I like to stay in touch with that part, you know, right, and, and not be jaded about it or it's just a job or you know. Right. still try to be that person who loves making monsters just a little more professional about it you know you can try to bring an idea to the table or show a direction you think might be of interest in. right. and, and, and there might be changes or complete revisions or whatever Right, but still at the end of the day you're, you're there to do a job And at least offer up something, and nobody wants to do whatever it is, that's cool. (laughs) You know, I'm beyond all that, you know. It's just whatever you want. You know, you want a three eyed snake, you got it. You want them purple, you got it. I like making my bosses, or my clients, or producers, or directors happy, you know, that they're the ones they are the ones I got to make happy. If I make right. them happy, then I did my job. Whatever, whatever they want, you know. However they want it, you know. And and I think, as I mentioned before, I don't know if it was recorded, but if you're fortunate enough to work with a good team, it, it, it's a like, it's always a team effort. You know, I'm just the clay puncher. You know, <laughs> 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 what, what shape yeah. the, what shape do you want the clay in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there's people, lots of people making it all look good. Mold makers, foam runners, silicone casters, all the casters and and seamers and painters and and makeup artists and on-set puppeteers. and Coordinators. It's a team. Right. Yeah. The team doesn't, you know, something in the team doesn't work. (laughs) You know, it can... What's that expression? It just takes one to poison the well. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> much, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just st- try to stay away from from that kind of a situation and, and uh, do the good stuff. Keep your head on straight, you know. I can't even take a compliment. <laughs> 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 well, I know, what, what do I do with that? <laughs> it's, it's, like, uh, it's funny. But you know, it's it's nice to get to a certain point where, where you can work steady, you know, and, and work with good people. That, that's the part I appreciate. Right. Sometimes you get to have a little fun, a little, put a little whammy on it, you know. Yeah. Right. What kind of what kind of films do you like? Which which which
0: of the films I worked on did you dig?
1: if any uh, you know <laughs> don't think funny. galaxy it's or terror it's
0: funny you're doing this because i actually have done this in, uh, in previous podcasts where i said you have any questions for us i say that to the interviewee um i mean fucking terminator, terminator? thing. um i actually didn't see the thing until i was in college probably college. It, yeah i skipped that on it sorry So wait
1: that could have been what year
0: was that i went to college from oh two to oh six Oh, two thousand and two! Wow. Yeah, so I was a little late. Twenty years. <laughs> Twenty years after, yeah, but um, it yeah, became. I late. would say my favorite, probably my favorite horror movie, honestly.
1: Which one, the thing?
0: The thing. Yeah, so I have a hard time. The Shining is up there too. Oh please! I'm a yeah, Kubrick absolutely. fan, yeah, but absolutely. uh The Thing. A lot of people like to shit on jump scares these days, it seems like. Uh-huh. But that fucking movie has some of the best jump scares in, like, fucking cinema, man. Well kind of... oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Just There's the whole fucking movie. I'm a fan of sci-fi as well. Yeah. I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. Everybody fucking knows that about me. Anyway, yeah. um... <laughs> it's
1: written on the bathroom wall.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. So, uh, sci-fi horror, you know, I'm kind of into that. So and then one. Terminator also sci-fi horror. Um,
1: What's the last good
0: sci-fi
1: movie you saw? It's a tough one.
0: Probably uh, my personal one that I really okay. Look, last the arrival. Years. The arrival was was good. It was great. Was was really great. But I think a lot of people are going to hate me for this. But stuff. I liked. I probably liked Ex Machina more.
1: Oh no, I, I, you're you're that's fine by me. Yeah, that was. That was a really solid idea. Uh huh. Small budget that they use really wisely. One location basically. One
0: location. I love when they do that. Yeah. And do when yeah. you know when
1: they do it wisely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I even I even think I looked up where that was shot. Uh uh-huh. That it was like a hotel in the Netherlands oh, was really? or something like that. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I want to go there. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to spend money to go to a hotel but to, it was just beautiful
0: oh yeah that'd be amazing okay
1: um yeah no ex you now it was great what a what a clever shrewd little robot <laughs> <laughs> naughty naughty robot right and she played him right like a fiddle but i mean it made for a better movie i mean you know what i mean it was next level script writing on that
0: i was glued to the screen i really yeah, was no
1: yeah yeah, you can't leave the room or certainly push pause when you leave the room. Right. That oh, was brilliant. I'm not mad at you at all for that choice. <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks for reminding me of that. What about but, you? You know, one of my pleasures is, is finding films like that uh-huh. and sharing it with somebody who doesn't even know about right. it. You know, right, right, right. You right. just kind of share it. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. Ex Machina definitely and Arrival those were two solid ones real solid yeah. real solid yep those are probably the more solid than anything else I can think of I liked the film Life I wouldn't put it on the same level as them right but I was pleasantly surprised with it I heard it was good I just I haven't seen it yet it was good I don't think a lot of people managed to see it but I always recommend it for people who are looking for a good You know, sci-fi film. It's it's a little bit in the classic space horror alien Mm -hmm. kind of scenario. You know that right? Those broad bullet points, but it's got a little bit of a twist on the end. It's got good performances. You know, not a bad way to spend you know (laughs) an hour and forty-five minutes.
0: (laughs) Right. How was the creature effects in that?
1: Um, Good. I mean, it was CG as as it should have been for that type of character, but uh-huh. it was an original take. I, okay. was, I was cool with it. You know, I didn't have a problem with it at all. From a, just a creature design point of view, or, or, or how it was implemented, I won't tell you, but it's an eight-legged There's spider. A... No, oh, right. <laughs> it's just a spider. No,
0: okay. I wanted to go back to a second... You said your mother liked sci-fi and creature what? features and stuff like that. Horror, what were the kind of films myself. specifically that she was into? What I mean, she liked Hitchcock or well, something?
1: Well, I, I don't... Well, I, I can just tell you the films that I r- remember mm-hmm. seeing with her. Uh, pretty sure I probably watched my first Hitchcock film with her uh, on that note. But uh, I can remember we saw things like uh, the Incredible 2 a Transplant, and, uh, which I still love to And uh And uh, I remember seeing a bunch of the English Hammer films. Hammer Studios did a bunch of Christopher Lee Dracula movies. Mm-hmm. And they were... I was way too young. To, I mean, <laughs> they were shooting, you know, stakes out of crossbows and blood was everywhere. And, it's, and I'd never seen that in a movie before. Right. And, you know... And uh, Christopher Lee with his red eyes, it was just he was great, you know. But uh, I, I, I can remember, and then then I started getting into watching all those movies on my own and stay up late or, you know, or sleep in the living room with the TV, and just and then I'd be freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, just like it's it's funny for me to even tell the story, but. You know, I remember seeing one uh, vampire film, and I was so scared when it was over. I, I dreaded, like, how am I going to get from the living room to the bedroom? You know, it's, 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 it's there's a big dark space in between. <laughs> you know, because you know, all the lights had to be off. You know, but yeah, it was pretty funny. I think one one time, uh, I was really young. I asked my mom, if she had a crucifix that I could sleep with around my neck, (laughs) (laughs) so the vampire wouldn't get me. (laughs) That's pretty young, you you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, you know, it's cute kid stuff, but it's pretty young, pretty young to be checking out all that stuff. But it's probably not anything different than a lot of kids do,
0: anyways, you know. Were you like a weird kid going to school, with drawing a bunch of blood and vampires and uh, I didn't and draw. I
1: didn't draw any bloody things. I, I drew a lot of superheroes. I can remember drawing. I'd do little drawings of superheroes and, and, you know, try to do a low budget laminating them, turning them into bookmarks and selling them for a buck. Oh wow! <laughs> Just and but you know, I love comics and drawing, and also. Uh, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time just making stuff in my room. I think, I think I ruined the carpet of every bedroom I ever had as a <laughs> kid growing up. You know, just clay and plaster, and so you know, I, I have to give my mom props for tolerating right. all that as much as she did. I don't think I ever got trouble for it. I remember one time her mentioning something about us. How come we never get our rent deposit? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just ruined, ruined my bedroom floor for the umpteenth time. But uh, yeah, it, it, it it's fun to talk about this stuff because it, it 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 brings me back to 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 you know the joy that made me love all this, and, and as you can see, I'm still surrounded by <laughs> yeah. by it, you know, right. that uh, I, I wear my inner child on my on my sleeve. In that regard, I love for for all of it, you know. but, yeah, can't can't complain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking about your memories with watching movies and uh, growing up and all that, um, you mentioned to me in person before at work that you had a really great <clears throat> time watching Road Warrior in the theater, and you feel like movies don't do that for you anymore. You haven't had like an amazing don't-want-to-leave-your-seat type of experience.
1: I think a certain percent of that is maybe I feel like I grew up in a time where there were a lot more good movies coming out. I'm constantly on the lookout for great film. Uh Uh-huh. Who doesn't love a great movie uh uh-huh. you know, we come out and you go. that was fucking cool right you know and you spend the next hour just talking about all the cool scenes and everything and and uh uh it it, it, it i feel like i'm chasing that you know I, I watch still find time to watch movies or go to movies and maybe I was looking for that, like oh god, I would love to have the same feeling I had the first time I saw Road Warriors or Alien. Mm-hmm. You, right. Know, right. Please, <laughs> you know, please, please give me that experience again, or Jaws, or Raiders of the Lost Ark, or you know, just just. I grew up in a time where there are a lot of great films. You know, I, I I would love to see a movie that's so good, like like I mentioned to you before. We I just want to. When the movie's over, I just want to stay in my seat and watch it over again. Kind, of, I, I made the analogy kind of like when you go on a roller coaster ride. When I was a kid, if you like the ride, you could just stay in your seat and ride it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, I would like that feeling, like all right, one more time. You know.
0: The last time you had that feeling was Road Warrior, or When, when was the most uh, recent time you think?
1: I, I think maybe when you're an adult, you. Forget that—that's possible. Like, or, you know, <laughs> like oh, I'm just gonna, you know, try to stay in my seat if they don't kick me out. you Right. Know. Uh, I can't tell you the last movie that I wanted to see. I mean, this—that's a tough one. L- I mean, this movies I've watched again. You know, uh, a rifle I watched again. And, okay. You know, and. Uh, uh, what was the other one you mentioned?
0: Uh, Ex Machina. I've seen that twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: In the theater, though. Uh,
0: no, not the second time. <laughs> okay. The last movie. Well, actually, um, for me, it was probably Avengers and then Dark Knight before that, where I had well, to see I'm, it like several times, especially Dark Knight. I've seen those movies. I can't
1: even remember. Watch them, and I've probably seen twenty times Dark Knight. Probably twenty times, you know. They're just, or or Dark Knight Rises, or uh-huh. or, or it's the one with Heath, Heath Ledger. Dark Knight, it's just yeah, it's awesome, flawless, you know. Yes, I think I, I watch. I go through cycles. I think I watched uh, Inception a bunch of times. All right. Or, you know, I know I can't count how many times I've watched uh, Watchmen.
0: Oh, Watchmen, yeah. It's just a beautiful film. Yeah, you know. Whenever, whenever the Last Samurai ended for me in the theater, actually, I remember thinking, "I gotta see this again." Oh, you I, loved it. I love Last Samurai for some reason. Hmm? I don't. Yeah, you, you know, put I your don't. On it. There's a bunch of people that don't like that movie, but I thought that movie was just so great.
1: There you go. um this isn't a genre film, per se. Maybe it's probably suspense, thriller. Uh-huh. And not a lot of people have even heard of it. But we were talking about a fil- films being done on... Smaller-budget films done on uh, one location, or what ends yeah. up being primarily one location. Yeah. But uh, uh, Ellen Page did a... F- whenever. her early films I'm not sure if it was her first film but it was called Hard Candy
0: oh I saw that in the theater yeah that, yeah.
1: that's a strap in that was a, that was you a good know? movie yeah that's a no joke you're like what yeah I mean I, I remember I mean and she she was I thought she was mind-blowingly good yeah like who the hell is this how, how old is this person how <laughs> yes. can they act Twelve. that good yeah At whatever age, you know, she was just carried that thing by virtue of her performance. And and I just was like, this is a rough film. But I wanted to share it with every person I could. Oh, wow. To see it really, I was just like, holy shit, right? (laughs) It was was hardcore. Right. You know? (laughs) So... Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, I'm not adverse to, just as far as being a film grower. I definitely have to, I've had to expand my, the realm of my interests beyond sci-fi, horror, and fantasy, just to be able to enjoy a
0: good film. There's a lot of good movies outside of the, that genre. Yes, yeah, I have <laughs> to say, you know, so... My Cousin Benny and... Yeah. So, obviously you have a lot of credits, but we and we can't lot, go over all uh, of them. I don't but. even... Yeah. So, I you wanted to skip want to. skip from the thing to Terminator. Just pick the worst one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the you worst know what? Point?
1: I don't. I probably didn't watch it, but I, I I noticed that there's there was a small film that I I just did like a weekend's worth of sculpting on it. It was small, and they didn't waste any time put my name on IMDB <laughs> on it. And I was like, oh, ouch, you know. I just, Part of me is like, oh, you know.
0: Can you disclose that film? It or? doesn't.
1: It doesn't matter. I think it's funnier just the idea of, <laughs> of, of like you know. Sometimes you're like,
0: oh, they didn't. They didn't put my name on
1: IMDb, and then there's other ones where, where like, oh, I wish they didn't. You Right. Know? Right. Right.
0: But whatever. So, um, original on Terminator One.
1: The first Terminator. Yeah.
0: How'd you land that gig?
1: That is a good question think somebody back then there were just a few makeup effects houses that you could work at and uh, there was a Rick Baker Rob Boutin Tom Berman uh, Stan Winston that was those are really the, the hard hitters out here so my you know my one of my early goals was to work for all of those guys, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, I think through working for one of the companies, somebody mentioned, hey, you know, why don't you give him a call, I heard he's screwing up, uh, when I went in for the interview, they were still working on a TV series that was craptastic called Manual, with uh, and it was about a guy who could transform into different animals, like a, a hawk and a leopard. I don't know if there was something else, but uh, I don't know if was kind of like a shapeshifter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I went in to interview, and somebody else was there right about the same time as I, also interviewing. I think there was one position open, and there were two guys <laughs> waiting to interview Oh, this is awkward. I mean, <laughs> we could have staggered these times a little bit, but uh, you know, good fortune smiled on me, and I uh, got the got the position. And from Manimal, we did a show called The Wish Man, and then after that came Terminator, and uh, that was it. Was with Cameron. I had worked with Cameron on both Galaxy of Terror and Peronot Two, mm-hmm. so it was good to see him again, and. uh very talented artist and had a really good eye and knew what he wanted he did some sketches and we're given a little room to do some exploration based on that on his sketches and and you know uh, uh, Stan was an amazing boss you know he he seemed to really appreciate his crew and the value of them and and He was very encouraging to us. He was very generous with us. And in return, we gave him our our, uh, uh, loyalty and hard work, you know, and our best efforts, you know, for the young men that we were. And uh, it was just a fantastic experience, you know.
0: What did you do specifically for Terminator? Uh,
1: There's a lot of (laughs) weird things, but uh some of the more easily recognizable things are i worked on the terminator robot you know there i think there are a couple of people involved in that shane did the head tom wood drifted like the pelvis and spine and no. somebody did some of the odds and ends and i did like the torso chest back and shoulder blades so it's kind of again a team effort um but it's still funny to see toys of that being made to oh, this yeah. day, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, that makes the little kid in me smile. And then uh, there's a scene of Arnold driving a truck towards the end where half of his face is torn off, and, and uh, they cut between him and a makeup and uh, this puppet head that I sculpted. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And then Arnold gets his brows burned off earlier in the film, and I did these little appliances cover his brows these are knickknack things they're not as uh, but probably only
0: of interest to <laughs> nerds no, <it's> cool. <laughs> no we, we kind of want to do like a deep dive type of thing mm-hmm. with these interviews so
1: yeah there's a scene in the movie where he kind of does a
0: uh,
1: self repair on his arm uh huh so I did like an appliance that works to go on him for the rest of the film after he did that repair and you know, there's just all these little odds and ends, you know. And then his his makeup was that John Rosengrant sculpted. That was his prosthetic makeup was, was in direct correlation to the puppet head that I did. So right. it was kind of neat seeing that design carry over as well. And they've gone on to do fantastic stuff. You know, everybody
0: knows about Stan and Legacy. It's a great, great... Great work coming out of there. You submitted one of the original designs for the Terminator as well.
1: No, well, oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking about. There was a Stan gave us, it gave four of us, or three or four of us, a chance at coming up with ideas for the robot head. So you know, I saw a couple of the guys doing kind of, kind of skull robot thing. You know. And I just did a version that was kind of a multi-stage one where at first it started out kind of still being a robot but retaining the silhouette of Arnold and then through through his battles in the film, like it some of the pieces that are designed to come away right. uh, with the design in mind uh, come away and it, it gets more skull-like. But the idea was to kind of keep the silhouette of Arnold early on right and uh it it turned out all right and I am grateful to stand uh, being open to you know it's always good to give people options and choices I think it's smart show them something they know if they like it or not or let's adjust it a little bit you know it's all part of the process. You know.
0: When you got the script or whenever they got the script, there was no design at all as far as well, you
1: know? Uh, well, Cameron had done some sketches. Okay. There was one early sketch that I think was like a half Terminator-esque skull and half, I think it was based off of the actor Lance Hendrickson who was oh, really? originally uh, in mind to play the Terminator oh, part. Oh, wow. So there were some sketches floating around, and and we could take some cues from that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was room for, I mean, there, we were encouraged to explore, you know, design-wise. You know, sometimes you're allowed that, and sometimes you just kind of stick to the thing, to get it done, on to the next thing. That was one of the occasions you, we were encouraged to, there's a little Arnold head on the shelf for right oh, yeah. You.
0: You got your Arnold.
1: Yep. <laughs> that was done by a fan.
0: Nice. Great.
1: But, you know, Terminator Two was
0: actually, I think, my favorite of them. Oh yeah, Had me too. A
1: little, a little more action. You know.
0: I've talked to some people at the shop and They seem to prefer one more, which I find. Go figure. A little, it's a little <laughs> strange would. to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a little strange to me too. Like, I bullshit. guess you got to be a
0: hardcore horror fan, I guess, <laughs> or, that's,
1: or fan of the '80s or something. Yeah, right. I would never make that call. I'm not <laughs> not trying to slit my own throat as far as you know the work that was done on that film or my love for the experience, but right. just as a film goer, I'd have to say Terminator Two, hands down. <laughs> you know? I'd say
0: Terminator Two personally is in my my top 10 all-time films probably yeah yeah yeah,
1: absolutely it's right up there
0: I saw that when I was a bit too young as well I was probably five (laughs) when I first saw that oh great I think
1: my my second wife was born when I was working on Terminator (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh shit don't don't do the math (laughs) wait
0: okay that'd be similar age as me then (laughs)
1: Probably. <laughs> I'm not available if the very <laughs> I'm kidding. I hey, was just wondering, man. No. Uh, Doesn't hurt to <laughs> um,
0: And then from that, you also, we have to talk about this just because of Superhouse. We're big fans of Jason. And you worked on Jason 6. Woo! What exactly did you do you on, on that on Jason 27. <laughs> And
1: everybody knows after twenty four they were all shit except for twenty seven. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, you know, just involved with a lot of the makeup effects, and then also having the opportunity to design and create the Jason for that film. So, you know, uh, it, it's it's a little funny for me to talk about stuff that some people hold in reverence. You know, uh, I always appreciate their that they love it or Mm -hmm. they enjoy it on whatever level they do you know right um but like i think i've mentioned that it's a little bit like a roll of the dice like you you do your job like say you're an accountant you know yeah and that's all you do is you're an accountant and then you go work for one company and and you're going to be there for three months or two years or five years or whatever and then you know it's a short it's not forever and then you go work for another place and suddenly whatever the thing you were an accountant on everybody's like whoa that's some awesome accounting you know (laughs) well I did the same job on the other film just maybe nobody saw it you know (laughs) yeah Um, uh, but my point being is it it, it, you know I can't I appreciate you know I'm always appreciative that someone enjoys it but uh, you never know what you're going to work on that's when you were working on it somebody's... you didn't
0: have high expectations for it at all um, even though it was you Jason know,
1: or... I, I, I think when, you, when I always like to go into a project with enthusiasm for the project and, and right. wanting to do a good job and, and to work well with the people that I'm working with and have a good sense of camaraderie and make it a good experience and do the job and Get through it, please the powers that be somehow, and then move on to the next job. You never know which. It's like a musician, you know. They put out some songs, and then one of them blows up. You know, you right? Don't, you don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, you th- but they've written five other songs in between. You know, the B side. Yeah, so yeah, you never know.
0: You never know. And then I just wanted to cover. We got to cover Stranger Things because <laughs> we're in between the two seasons. You don't got to. <laughs> You're don't, the only guy that worked on Stranger Things. Don't do. Things be the only thing. guy
1: to talk to me about my work and not talk about Stranger Things. I'm not I'm kidding. Be cool like that. I was <laughs> oh, too cool to ask him. um That that was a another fortuitous experience. Where I happened to, I had done some work in the past for the company that headed up the the Demi Gorgon, which was a fantastic company. It uh, called Spectral Motion, and I always enjoy working for them. They have top top-notch people. Uh, everybody there is amazing. So I happened to be there and see one of the production designs. For the creature, and I was like, "What? What is that? That is so cool!" And they're like, "Oh, that's our next project, you know." And it was this really amazing creature designed by the uh, designer by the name of Aaron Sims. And uh, like the little kid in me was like, "Oh, I want to make that!" <laughs> you know? But more, more, more like you know, I, you know, that looked like fun. It yeah, looked like yeah, fun. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll let them know. And then they called me up to, like, oh, well, I should say that more often because that, <laughs> that was really, that was very nice of them. And uh, uh, I am supervising the, the sculpting of the Demi Gorgon with, um, the, and the crew was uh, Miles Devis, Andy Burkholt, and uh, Wayne Anderson. Plus, the wealth of talent in the mechanics department and, the, you know, the, the uh, fabricators, just everybody came together. And, and, I mean, that's a well-oiled machine over there. It's just a cog in the wheel. But it was, again, you know, from the, from early perspective, I was like, oh, you know, it's just a Netflix film, you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but it's a cool monster. Let's make, <laughs> <laughs> let's make this bitch in, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> make a cool netflix monster or whatever so i mean and, and it, that on the show it was supplemented and, uh with with just pure cg um which i have no problem with mm-hmm. but like, again just you know that was such a fun show it's great to be a part of it uh you know the company i'm working for is great the, the, the sculptors i was working with every day were great it was a nice day you know <laughs> uh and uh so and, and then the show blew up. Right. You know, like, wow you know, it was just all about strange invaders, you know, but it's just like anything, you know, pet rock or <laughs> you know, it's awesome and then people forget about it and then whatever the next thing is. But it's like the, right. the draw, you know. Be I I'm still gonna look forward to seeing season two. Would have been nice to do something on it, but I'm you know, I wouldn't trade what I'm working on now Right. You know, I really like where I'm at and where I'm work, working on now and 99.9% of the people I work with are amazing you right, know, right, right. and cool uh, so you know, I, I would have to turn it down even if I did get offered I'm quite happy uh, right. on the show I'm on now Do you and I've had to turn down awesome shows but but uh, I look forward to seeing where where Stranger Things goes from here.
0: I was just wondering, um, where? What's next? You know, where do you go from here? It seems like you've done so much already. Go to go, so so I go to sleep because I have to get up at two thirty in the morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to close out very soon. No, no,
1: I didn't mean it that way. Uh, I am just trying to make a joke. Uh, you know, just keep doing it, you know, till I die with my. Uh, head in a bag of clay or <laughs> my hand in a bag of clay <laughs> he died as he lived that's right <laughs> so yeah just want to keep doing it alright yeah. man keep keep the little kid in, in Monster making kid in me alive and uh, happy and and uh, see what the next thing you know that happens to go big is I'd be thrilled thrill what we're we're, we're, we're we're working on is a cool one I hope that's that yeah, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, and uh, uh, we can't even talk about it. So nope, there you go. <laughs> so don't ask that one. That one. We'll
0: just call it that. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing this. Keep rocking. Keep rocking. <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right, that's it. Thank Bye. you, Brian Wade. Everybody, sculptor extraordinaire. And um, we want to thank him for coming on. It was fucking awesome. And please stay tuned for the next one. See ya. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other... You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you. you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. dollars I'm million on the good Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000 we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>